there, pretties. It's Chrissy. And it's Heather. And a really sweet guy with a deep voice to give you a... Uh, oh, yes. Just a quick warning. Yes, the Chrissy and Heather show contains elements of real life, nostalgia, silliness, deep thinking, and nonsense. If you're averse to any of these ingredients, the Chrissy and Heather show may not be for you. So talk to your doctor and all your friends about this program. Let's get into it. Hey, Chrissy. Hey, Heather. You ready for the weekend? I am ready. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. You know, I was, um, I've been listening to the universe a lot. Ooh, she's out there. (laughs) She's out there, man. Well, you know, since our conversation about your conversations with the universe, Mm -hmm. I started thinking about my conversations with the universe Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, just noticing different things. And one thing I, I noticed the most is that I always have referred to the universe as female. Mm-hmm. Me too. But the voice that I hear is male. Yeah, you told me that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and so I was thinking about that. And then I started thinking about things that that voice, whoever it is, um, has most often says to me. Mm-hmm. Um, my voice is kind of like Samuel L. Jackson. Ooh. Like, that's he's... A, he's a good voice. Most of the time, yeah, mm-hmm. because he's he is not like in a um like a booming way but mm-hmm. like in a um kind and patient but also a little bit of a smart ass a little sarcastic yeah. i think that if the universe doesn't have a little bit of sarcasm i don't want to be part of that the universe has seen a lot right <laughs> <laughs> a little jaded so um one thing that my universe says to me often is, girl, you got to let that go. Yeah. I hear that from my universe voice. Mm. He says, mm-hmm. you got to let that go. Like when I've been stewing on something and then I'll have that, that little voice come and he says, you just got to let that go. You got to let that one go. Mm-hmm. He also says. Your face um, changed when you say it. You really? Get, you get a calm face. You get, mm. you get a, all right. You got to let that go. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes when I've done something good, he says, now that's what I'm talking about. (laughs) Like on, um, I really like him. Yeah. I like his tonal inflection. (laughs) Last weekend I ran a 20 mile trail run. I saw that. And I, it was a 30 K race that I added on to make 20 miles. So 30 K is like 18.6, I think. And then I had 20 miles on my schedule. And so I just added on. And the about mile sixteen, I started getting like a side stitch, mm. and yeah, it was it was pretty crummy because I was running on hills, and mm-hmm. you know it was just not good. And so I kind of wanted to take it easy, but my inner overachiever was like, "No, I've done awesome this whole time, and I'm not going to stop now." And so I powered through, and then I went through the finishing shoot, and I knew I had like a mile and a half left to go. Right. And so my brain... Oh, uh, so hard. Yeah, my brain wanted to be done. But I finished it, and then my universe said, now that's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then the universe sometimes says, um, so how long are you going to sit there? Yeah. My universe says that one to me sometimes. Yeah, she does? Yeah. Yesterday, I ignored her a little bit because I really needed to be writing. Mm, And I mm -hmm. really was feeling a little cruddy. And I really decided to watch like eight episodes of Good (laughs) Girls instead. (laughs) 
<laughs> and I kept saying, I kept hearing the whisper, you need to shut this off. Mm-hmm. You're going to get behind your schedule. You're going to be behind mm-hmm. on your goals. You're going to be hurting. But I felt like since yesterday I uh, hired the editor of my dreams. Awesome. Yes. Like I am. I'm so excited. This is the editor recommended by Cheryl Strayed, my very favorite author mm-hmm. in the world. I reached out to her with an email, and I basically I talked about the universe to yeah. her. I said, her name is Amanda. Amanda, you are the editor for me. Mm-hmm. You don't know it yet. <laughs> Allow but, me to introduce myself. I know, I know yeah. what we are going to do together, and that we're gonna. You are going to help me produce the most beautiful product ever. <laughs> And she emailed me back. Cool. Which was very cool. So that was my universe moment. And I felt like oh, I got I'm a good really good now. editor. Yeah. Like I now I at some point have to finish writing the book. But today I'm gonna watch Good Girls. Well, you know, it's which that's is a exactly, great program, by the way. That's when my universe says, So how long are you gonna sit there? Because mm-hmm. when I'm like, it's the same thing, and then it's like, You're right, okay, done. Shut shut down the stupid stuff I and get to order. I ignored her. <laughs> I did. Which makes my today harder. Exactly. Don't ignore her. Exactly. That's why, you know, you and I know that. Like mm-hmm. we know you gotta show up, you gotta get your work done, and then you feel proud. Mm-hmm. Then you feel good. Then Samuel L. Jackson says, I like that. Yeah. He says, Now that's what I'm talking now about. That's what I'm talking about. Another thing he says is, um, well, that's fine if that's what you want. That's what he said when I was at like mile 19 and something. And part of my brain was like, this is close enough. And then he says, um, well, well, that's fine if that's what you want. And he knows that that's what not what really I want. want. No, it was a you beautiful wanna, day. You want to just phone in half a mile right. after you've already gone no 19 way. and a half? No way. No way. So I just had some fun thinking about, you know, what I know that the universe typically says to me. And I was wondering if our listeners know in their minds when their universe is talking to them and, you know, when, what if they recognize the voice and if they recognize the, the timber of that voice and like who, you know, is it is it your voice? Is it somebody else's voice? And, mm-hmm. you know, what does it say? And so I just kind of wanted to issue a little bit of a challenge to our listeners to listen to the voice and kind of take note of the most common things that it says to you. Yeah. I wonder if I could boil mine down into, yeah. into some common things. Yeah. I will say that I would really like a fabulous actor to narrate mine. And I'm going to see if I can switch that up. Like, <laughs> see the, who the, comes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I'm going to listen hard and see if I can maybe get, Really cool actor. I already have Samuel L. Jackson, so but he might he might be willing to to see other people too. Well, well our last show was about <laughs> yeah. that. So. <laughs> okay, so you said you found a really good show that you liked. I found one that I like too that I've been watching. Yeah, it's called The Boonies. Oh, I don't know the Boonies. Okay, a friend of mine told me about the Boonies. We got onto a conversation about how um, we could live off the grid mm-hmm. and how appealing it would be. To live off the grid. And um, he said that he'd been watching this show called The Boonies. And it's about people who do that. Hmm. And there's um, four main characters. That Is they it follow. reality? Or- it's reality. Okay. Yeah. It's by National Geographic. Okay. And I've been watching it on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. And there's four people who are kind of um, explored in the show. 
One is a man, I I have named them all my own names because I don't necessarily know their actual names. So there's one that I call a mountain man. Mm-hmm. And he lives in the um, mountains. Mountain, mountains, <laughs> yes. Imagine that of Idaho, mm-hmm. and he he is nomadic. I didn't think of Idaho and mountains. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, like right, kind of at the edge of the Rockies. Gotcha. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he is nomadic. He has horses and um, a tent and like a teepee kind of thing. Like he looks like he's living in the frontier. Like he dresses the. He's a mountain man. Yeah, he's a mountain man. And he's just really seems really sweet. And he talks about, he barters for things. He talks about how back when he used to make folding money. And now he doesn't need folding money anymore. He, and, you know, but it's, but he has this network of friends who, who, who live, you know, in a rural lifestyle, but not off the grid. And so he's really sweet and I like him. Then there's this caveman and his, he lives in caves. He lives in... You've really gone out of your way with these names. Mountain man <laughs> who lives in the mountains and caveman who lives in a cave. I don't have time to be super creative. I got a lot of stuff to do. <laughs> so um, he lives in the Ozark Mountains mm-hmm. in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody has property and he allows him to live in their caves. And he has this whole cave structure. And yeah, you're going to say something. Can I just say <laughs> how hilarious it is that there's a television program about living about <laughs> the people who don't want to be on the grid. It's interesting. It's you know what's really interesting is um caveman and then um, another guy, you know, when I started watching the show, I I immediately just get so curious about everybody and I want to know every single thing about everybody. Mm-hmm. So I look them up on mm-hmm. online. They're on Facebook. Unbelievable. And I was like, what? What kind of caveman are you? What kind you? of caveman is on Facebook? And there's like Do you videos. have Wi-Fi in that cave? Seriously. So that kind of tainted it for me. So anyway, there's another guy who lives on an island in Lake Michigan. Is he island man? No. <laughs> What's his name? I don't know his real name, but I call him Boatman. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> because well, he... That's a stretch. I don't know. <laughs> Because the first time that I saw him, he was on a boat. So he's boatman. And then there's treehouse people because it's a married couple. Tree, treehouse people. Yeah, the tree people. Mm-hmm. The tree people. And they live in Washington State mm-hmm. in a treehouse. And they used to live in Florida. Mm. And then like 10 years ago, they decided to go live in a in a tree house in Oregon and what you know one thing I don't know about Did they build the treehouse they built a treehouse themselves and I think that they have a generator um, but most of like he's like a MacGyver kind of guy who he um, rigs up a lot of what they need it's really cool and they're the ones who really can seem to me to live the most really off the grid when you think about off the grid but I wonder Somebody's got to own the land. Like, like, did they buy the land and build a treehouse on it? Or you can't just pick a tree and live in it, can you? I don't know. Um, Dapper Dan was just telling me this weekend that there's some new law in California that, like, has increased protections for squatters. And if you can prove that you've squatted long enough, then you can just have that house now. Really? Um, a house? A ho- yeah, like if you've just been oh, wow. squatting for a long time, you can just have it. Like there's uh, like new, it's easier, easier than ever to 
just claim a home. So maybe you can claim a tree. Well, yeah, that's that's going to be. I my did next... zero research to know like the reality of this. You know, like Chrissy's cursory Google search did not happen on this. Just I was like, oh, that's interesting, and then I moved on. Well, yeah, I mean, I I'm gonna research and find out what who owns the land that they live on because it just seems like you can't just climb up in a tree and say, this is my tree now, and I'm going to build a house here. I mean, somebody owns everything, right? I mean, there's whether it's owned privately or it's owned by the government i don't know like aren't we still finding islands and stuff like yeah huh well so i took i was inspired by the tree people yes you saw on facebook i now have a she house i love the she house (laughs) and i want to come hang out in it with you (laughs) we have like this i want to have a tea party yeah well (laughs) you know it's like this home depot tree house kind of Mm -hmm tree fort thing that you build for your kids mm-hmm. and it's in our front yard we have a big front yard and um you know like I was doing some outdoor cleaning and I was going around just kind of knocking down cobwebs and stuff and I realized that it probably needed some attention so I went in there and then I decided you know what he doesn't come in here anymore mm-hmm. I'm gonna take this back take and back the tree yes and I made it my she house. And it's I my little spot. I saw your post. You said you were drinking beer, reading, <laughs> yeah. and meditating. And I was like, look at her multitasking. Yes. Well, She's doing it all at once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was thinking I could go in there and I could do meditation. I could read. I could just take a nap. I can just like, you know, just be in there. Mm-hmm. And so that made me wonder, do you have a place that is just for you? I am very protective of my bedroom. Yeah? Yeah. I don't usually let my cats in there. I don't usually let my kids in there. And my neighbor kids would tell you, because my my whole neighborhood is just children, and they run in and out the doors, you mm-hmm. know, all around. They do not go into my... Uh, I'm like, that's an adult space. That's my space. Yeah. Like, so no one... Like, my bedroom is probably my, you know... Yeah. So your kid, you have your kids every other week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you have a decent amount of time alone. You would think, <laughs> except for all your boyfriends. Well, all the boyfriends. <laughs> I I get my kids on their dad's week too. I take them after school for a couple hours. Oh, and, okay. Know, so, but yes, I do. Like, I have more time than I once did. Yeah. So she, yes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's still kind of the beginning of the year and people are still doing their New Year's resolutions. I almost got run over by like three people when I was running this morning because I'm sure they were going off to the gym Mm. because they're still Still hanging in there. They're still hanging in there. And self-care is almost always at the top of the list for New Year's resolutions. Right. We talked about things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In fact... I don't know if you remember, but when we first came up with the idea for this show, it was going to be about self-care. Oh, yes. It was going to be the self-care show. And it's really (laughs) turned out to be that, hasn't it? (laughs) It's nice for us. Yes. Uh (laughs) So I kind of am really thinking about this idea of my she house being like my little sanctuary and I'm going to decorate it. I think you should. Yeah. I'm going to make it really cozy and fun. I think that you should totally do that. Yeah. Well, so 
But I think you also need to host tea parties out there because well, that's cool. Well, you know, I was so I was up in my she house yesterday, and I got myself all set up. I had my book, I had my beer, I had my blanket, and I had a kid with me almost immediately. Like he was like, "Hey, mom," and he, I was like, "Ah, oh, hey." It's my she house now. <laughs> you need to put a like a clubhouse sign on the door. You know, yeah. like it needs to be like you know, mom only. Well, now. he has a um. My husband rigged it up so it's got all the all the gadgets, and he's got a little bucket with a pulley, what? so he can yeah. Well, if he's going to be out there, he should at least like bring you another beer. Well, and that's the thing, the yeah. yeah. So he came and he put something in the bucket, and I didn't know, and then he climbed up in the in the she house, and he's like, "Hey, mom, what are you doing? Oh, hey!" I was like. Well, hey, what's up? (laughs) He's like, oh, gosh, shoot. I'm so hungry. I guess I should have brought a snack. Oh, wait. I wonder if there's anything in the pulley. And then he pulls the string and Mm -hmm. it's like, creak, creak, creak. And you're like, you're getting crumbs in my she house. (laughs) He he has a little snack in there. I was like, well played. So he gets his snack out and we're hanging out and it was cozy. And, um, and then I was thinking about all of the moms who need a little place that's just for them. Yes. You know, and and wonder how many moms feel guilty about wanting to have a place where nobody can find them. I mean, there are times, I don't do it as much anymore, but when they were younger, I would get home and let them out of the car and just stay in the car <laughs> and just, just sit yeah. there in the in the quiet of the garage you know actually i i posted about it last week because i did it because mm-hmm. i was just trying to avoid work uh, like it, i was my kids weren't even with me i was just like oh yeah i'm just gonna sit here for a minute you know um and then so, yeah, samuel think, l jackson said so how long are you gonna sit there <laughs> exactly <laughs> that's fine if there? that's what you want that's fine if that's what you want um <laughs> it was what i wanted and i did sit there for probably 10 full minutes and for you. yeah, so my car, um, I know women who that their bathroom, you know, like mm-hmm. I think, though, that when a mother walks into the bathroom, that's like an instant sign that everybody in the house needs something instantly. Like, yes, that, that's come bang on the door. And yes. Yeah, that, so the bathroom's not a safe place. No. <laughs> Anybody who goes to hide in the bathroom, that's the first place they're going to look. That's the first place they're going to look. They're going to find you. Yeah. <laughs> or the shower. Yeah. You, they will come and talk to me in the shower when my husband is like in the kitchen mm-hmm. i was taking a shower and my little one comes and he's like mom can i have this for breakfast and i like stick my head out and i'm like yeah that's fine where's dad he's like he's in the kitchen i was like did he send you here he's like no and like he had no idea that <laughs> that you could ask dad yeah like he's allowed to tell you things actually too. yeah he, he has authority here yeah. you might not have known it but well, I found out just how much guilt there is um, amongst mothers for admitting that they need a break from their kids or their husbands or their general day-to-day lives. Um, last May, when I took a trip by myself, uh huh, and I had posted on Facebook that I was off on my on my own. And it was just one night. It's not, I can't even really call it a trip. Right. But it was me going to the beach and I rented a, um, like an Airbnb. Mm-hmm. And I did not bring my family with me. And it was totally just for self-care. 
you know, I had seen that there was, we had a school event that was going to be kind of down near the coast on um, Saturday afternoon. And I decided on, no, on Sunday afternoon, because I left Saturday morning, Mm -hmm. drove down to the beach. I had a whole day of sitting by myself. I did not have to watch anybody run to anything and come back. I didn't have to time anybody for how long they could stay underwater. Right. I didn't have to identify shells. Sounds glorious. I didn't have to pretend like every single shell was amazing. Right. You know, and and I didn't have to get snacks for anyone. Right. I, except yourself. Except myself. I literally walked out there with just my stuff, sat my butt down, read my book, didn't feel guilty about looking at my phone, didn't feel like I should be having face-to-face time with my kids instead. Mm-hmm. There were some times when I just went and stood in the water. Good for and you. And didn't, like, I just stood there and just, like, marveled in the beauty of where I was. And then there were times when I just dozed off, you know. And then when, like, it started to be too windy and, like, horsefly was bothering me, I just packed up my stuff. And I went to, um, I had rented a little room at a B&B. How nice. I went and just kind of, like, Checked in and dropped my stuff. Went out in search of food. Mm-hmm. Bought myself a veggie burger and a beer and sat at the bar and watched people. Nice. And Which you love. So yeah, I'm sure you it was were the best. with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, went back and I just uh, like read my book and I sat on the porch and really didn't do much of anything. It's funny that you say that. Um, you didn't know how guilty other people felt until you posted it on Facebook. Cause I'm yeah. sure people gave you like a lot of praise, right? And yeah. a lot of, oh, I wish I could do that. You yeah. Know? And it, it's funny as you started to say that it made me think of when I did the Camino. Uh huh. Cause I mean, I was gone for six weeks. Yeah. And I genuinely at that time in my life, I, I, I feared telling people I was going to do this because I feared women's reaction that they were going to say that I was a terrible mother. You were being selfish. Yeah. And I got the exact opposite. That's awesome. Like everything that I got was, wow, this like this is amazing. It's so great that you're doing this for yourself. You know, it's a good lesson to your children. It you know, and and it was. Like mm-hmm. it, it was great and you know, I I comforted myself through it by saying, you know, Six weeks is a blip on the radar of our lives together. Right. You know what I mean? It, like, it's a long time, you know, when, when they are little. But it, you know, I needed to go do it for me. Yeah. And I think being brave enough to say, I need to go do this for me, like, was really empowering to yeah. other women. I still, you know, like, like I have a friend. She she's adorable. We we're pretty we're pretty close friends. And is it only, me? Oh, yes, of course. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've only really been friends a few months. Uh, it's not you, but it, it, it <laughs> it's still totally still me. could be. Uh, we've only been friends a few months. But she told me uh, she's like. I have a confession. She's like, I kind of, you know, like she's like, I kind of fangirled you. She's like, I knew you did this walk. Yeah. And and I wanted to be your friend. I wanted to find a way to be your friend. And she's like, and then when I actually met you through another friend, I was like, 
I'm hanging on, you know, and I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm like, now. yes, I have a fan, you know, like <laughs> I have a fan who's a friend. I'll, I'll, I'll take it, you know. So um, it, it's funny that people that I didn't know were touched by this yeah. journey that, that I didn't know that, you know, they looked at it and said, God, you know, that's that's a yeah, it's a bold thing. It didn't feel like. It didn't feel like it wasn't something I did for anyone else. Right. Like just like your, you know, your beach day, you didn't do it for anyone but yourself. Right. But it emboldens other people to take that kind of care of themselves, I think. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I I posted I didn't do it as a statement, but it kind of became one. Right. Because when I posted on Facebook, like, you know, I'm taking a I'm taking a day to myself. I'm here, here, you know, I'm just doing this. I'm like, I don't remember. I had some type of hashtag I came up with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the feedback that I got from people was some people saying, that's awesome. I'm going to do that. That's, you know, that's that's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And then others saying, I could never do that. Oh, my gosh, I would just feel so guilty if I was at the beach and my kids weren't there because they love the beach. It's like, well, I'm coming back next weekend with them, you know, right. like, uh-huh. Knowing it's, my children will never see the beach. Right, yeah. yeah. And I I had a client once who um, could not do anything for herself without feeling guilty. Like even like going to the store by herself. She felt like anytime she was doing anything alone, she just felt like she was supposed to be with her kids all the time. Yeah, that's a little... Yeah, and Extreme. and and it was wearing her down. Like mm-hmm. it was really eating, like really messing with her mm-hmm. because she had no privacy. And I really feel like it's an opportunity to teach your kids that all people need time alone. Mm-hmm. Moms and dads and kids, ev- nobody needs to be with people all the time. Right. That's not healthy. Yeah. Actually, sometimes I joke. Um, that divorce is the greatest thing in the world. Like, <laughs> like my ex-husband has a live-in girlfriend. So, you know, there's a, you know, like there's an extra person to share the parenting responsibilities right, with. Yeah. Um, there's more people to spread it out amongst. Right. You know? <laughs> like uh, for us, we have a very healthy divorce mm-hmm. and we're pretty good to each other and pretty friendly, you know, and everything. there's no like animosity or anything. Um, You're lucky. Yes, very much so. But yeah, I'm like being divorced is the greatest. Like, and the, one of the biggest things I know a lot of people who are like, well, gosh, I would, I, you know, my kids, I want to be with my kids. I want to be with my kids. And you do, of course you want to be with your kids. Mm-hmm. You know, you want your kids all the time, but he and I work well together with flexibility. And also like, I talk to my kids every day like, right? And, and we get to like, then when I get with them, I have the energy to be that full-time parent, exactly. and to, you know, like, yeah. because I've, because I've had a little bit of a re- reprieve and yeah. I almost appreciate them more. Absolutely. appreciate our relationship. Yeah. More. Like everybody get divorced. Um, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, like the next day, you know, I went, you know, I woke up and, and I went and got some breakfast and I went and walked on the beach a little bit and, you know, and, and just kind of closed that that little you know time for me and went and to where my family was and like they got a refreshed mm-hmm. energetic yes. mom and then my and you husband had something to talk about you had yes. a story to tell <laughs> yeah. like yeah uh-huh. well and and so we got home and I told my husband you tell me when like when do you want to go 
Like, you go do your thing. I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, I think just hadn't considered that. And, and I I told him, we both need to do this at least, you know, once a year is have a time where you just go do your thing. I go do my thing. And you just have that reset weekend. Yeah. Yeah. I really like that. And I like... I think that when I was married, like we were always a family of four doing things that Mm -hmm. we are supposed to be doing, you know, and we were all together all the time. And yeah, like we got like part of the downturn in our relationship was we didn't have, we had nothing to talk to each other about. Mm. We were together constantly. We worked together. We, you know, lived together. We, it was, there was nothing that I went and did to come back and discuss, right? That, you know, like, or that he went and did, like, it was. It, you don't have to ask how your day was because you already know. Yeah, exactly. I've been sitting here right beside you the whole day. I know yeah. exactly what you did today. You know, so I, I think that you know, having your own hobby, having your own time, having your own things is very, very important to a healthy relationship. To you know, a, with your spouse, with your children, with. You know, yourself. Yourself. And I wonder if some of the people who could not imagine having a beach weekend or a beach day or a mountain day or whatever you do. Cave. Sit in your she house, go in the cave. (laughs) I wonder if maybe it's because they don't feel comfortable with themselves, Mm -hmm. like being alone with yourself. It took me a long time to know the difference between alone and lonely. Right. And I am very, very rarely lonely. Um, and I used to be lonely all the time. Mm-hmm. I used to be lonely in my house with my spouse present. Right. Because we were so disconnected. Yeah. You know? And now I, like, when I am alone... It's purposeful. It's mm-hmm. joyful. Mm-hmm. Like I'm so happy with where I am and who I am that I don't need someone else to feed, you know, my sense of self-worth or, yeah. or any of that, you know, and I don't know. And then yeah. when I reach out to someone, it's just a, a genuine interaction. And I have such a pool of friends mm-hmm. and people to, to, you know, dive into, yeah. you know, they're, it's, it's so diverse and, I don't know. I'm, it makes me really happy. I like it. You know, mm-hmm. I, uh, it was a while ago. It was a few years ago when um, my mom went and we used to have a beach condo and she went and stayed for a whole week by herself. And I went to go visit her kind of near the end of the week. And she'd been there for like four days. And when I got there, she said, I think you're the first person that I've talked to. In four days. Yeah. Like, I haven't used my vocal cords. She mm-hmm. said, I think I said thank you to somebody at the store. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just think it's really nice to be comfortable with you. Yeah. You know, just being mm-hmm. yourself. Okay, so there's been a common thread throughout this show. I wonder if you can decide, you can figure out what it has been. There's a thread uniting all of these little topics together well why don't you just go ahead and tell <laughs> why me, don't you just tell me what? why don't you just tell me what it is heather <laughs> you do you okay okay because yeah i would have never got 
I didn't know either you, until uh, I got to the end of writing this out. The people out there listening can't see us, but you, I, you could see me trying to look at your notes. I'm like, I don't even know what we've talked about for the last half. I'm like, I, I'm like, I'm, what's going through my mind is cave dwellers. Um, you know, I, I'm like, I don't. What what did they have to do outdoors? I was going to go with like a nature. Thing. Good. Well, that you means know. that you're totally immersed in our conversation. Totally. Then. So that's immersed. awesome. Okay. So, well, the first part was talking about your universe voice, like mm-hmm. the voice that talks to you, Samuel L. Jackson. It's my yeah, mine is a Samuel L. Jackson kind of voice. Yours is a female voice. Others people have their own whatever it is, and you know, challenging people to listen. You know, pause, get quiet. And listen to that voice and get to know it and and what it's saying to you and how you're reacting to that and, you know, and, and the personality of that voice. And then um, the the characters or the people who are in the show, the boonies, mm-hmm. you know, they're living life on their own terms. You know, they decided with a camera <laughs> with and then they invited a camera crew to come and document it. But otherwise, but. And that's still their own terms, you true. know, and true, so true. they do them, you know, they do them. And then going on our solo trips, you yes. know, and you doing mm-hmm. your own thing and um, taking time for what what you want and what you need. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I was writing out my notes for this show, I got to the bottom and I realized this is all about you do you. You, it doesn't mean you have to spend your entire life in, in a selfish pursuit that alienates and, and pushes aside the needs of others, but it does mean that I am encouraging and challenging our listeners to find time for them to do something that feels genuine to them. Yeah, because you shouldn't push aside the needs of yourself either. Right. Yeah. And that it's there's nothing guilty mm-hmm. about it. And in fact, it makes it teaches your children that all adults need time alone mm-hmm. and that your parents are are individual people, not just the people in the house that take care of you. Right. And they have they have hobbies and interests. And like my mom is a my mom's a textile artist. I never appreciated her art until we were at a gallery show and her art was being admired by and bought by people who Mm -hmm. were raving about how talented she is and how beautiful it is and how unique it is. And I saw my mom standing surrounded by people who were praising her for her art. Mm -hmm. My mom always had a loom. Right. My mom always had a sewing room. She always wove fabric. She always quilted. That was just what she did. Right. She was always in there doing mm-hmm. that. It never occurred to me that that was her thing. Right. You know, like it was just your mom. Yeah, I and thought she was just making us blankets. New light. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And I saw her as an artist, mm-hmm. and I realized this whole time she was raising us, she was also doing this. Yeah. And like Mm -hmm. she was carving out time to go in there and do this and to work on this. And and this is part of her identity. And we have that, too. And so I'm I have a quote. I knew it. I was waiting. I'm like, she's going to end with a quote. Yeah, I am going to end with a quote. This is the Heather way. Mm -hmm. Well, it's becoming the Heather way because I got to the end. I was like, I can't just end it like that. I need a quote. And I saw one that cracked me up. 
and it's perfect for this. I've been waiting for the quote. Okay, here it is. It's important to feel comfortable in your own skin because it's illegal to wear someone else's. (laughs) (laughs) But um, ching. (laughs) So on this Friday, y'all, take a little bit of time to press pause, listen to that voice, get to know who it is and what it's saying, and allow yourself some space to do your thing. Get comfortable in your skin because it's illegal <laughs> to wear someone yeah, else's. Yeah, don't wear someone else's. That's creepy. And then come on Facebook and um, and let us know about what you're doing this weekend that is just for you. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Deep voice guy, how'd we do? I think you ladies did absolutely fabulous. And for those of you looking to increase your dosage, make sure to connect with The Chrissy and Heather Show on Facebook and Instagram.